Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little odd. This is the... to visualize what's going on there uh, that is the sound of some teenagers being harassed by a large slobbering kind of bigfoot-esque monster um which is pretty much about three quarters of this film's uh, action um it's a strange one this it goes through quite a lot of different uh kind of horror tropes but um, mm-hmm. before we get into the detail of that sam what were your initial thoughts about demon warp um, God, I mean, like, I didn't even know what a demon warp is. It made me think of like laser quest yeah. or something like that is what I was kind of expecting. <sighs> um, but it wasn't that. 
Uh, I, when I started watching it, I was like, I feel like I've seen this before. And I realized, um, I was telling you Red Letter Media, uh, actually covered it, um, a while ago, uh, which I'd actually seen, right. seen the actual film. Um, and so I remembered bits and pieces of it, but, um, I didn't remember anything about what it was about or whatever. Um, and, you know, haven't heard about it before that or in any other way, just from that one Red Letter Media episode. And then when you told me that we are, um, <laughs> we're going to be watching uh, this movie. It was, um, I mean, man, like where where to start? But um, I guess that's my, that's my background with it. But how did you come across it then? Well, I'm always poking around, aren't I? IMDb and everything. <laughs> it pops up as a recommendation based on other things I've watched. Mm-hmm. And um, when I read the synopsis, I thought that is absolutely for me. Um, and when I saw the brilliant artwork from the old big box VHS, yeah, I mean, that really sells the film. And in fact, I think when you see that artwork, actually no film can live up to such a brilliant hodgepodge of like <laughs> weird sci-fi and horror cliche. And in the middle of these, you know, you've got like some zombies, I think, and some guy yeah. who seems to be like turning into a wolf at the bottom in mm. pain, these big green lizard hands. And in the middle of it all, floating is this disembodied George Kennedy head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting there. God, Jesus. Like, and I, because he's in the first scene, uh, which I know we'll kind of come on to, but I thought he was going to be like the main guy, like him against. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, he turned must have turned up for literally like a day or two of shooting and that was it. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he did. Apparently he had a caveat to say, look, I can only come on these few days. Um, another caveat he put in, he said, you have to hire my daughter. Oh, who's so, his daughter then? In the beginning? One, no, it's not not the daughter of the character. It's one of the um, women who turns up in the middle of the film to go sunbathing in the middle of the forest. Which one? Um, the brunette one, one is um, fairly famous in her own right, right? She's Michelle a, Bauer. She's yeah, that's uh, it. considered a big 80s scream queen, right? Mm. With, um Linnea Quigley. But um, so it's the, the other one. No, it's the, yeah, the blonde. Basically, the only oh person, God. the only woman in the film who's spared having to reveal their breasts. Yeah, um, just. I feel the director takes out his weird sort of like um, pent-up... Annoyance. Yeah, sexual frustrations by having her head ripped off horribly. Yeah, that wasn't, so. I wasn't expecting that. Because <laughs> well, when they were shooting... I know we're jumping ahead, but when they were shooting that... And they're kind of trying to, they're trying to film it like her head is getting twisted around and around, which is, yeah. is weird. I was like, what are they doing? They're trying to make it like, so I thought, is he trying to snap her neck? And then it's like, no, he's just twisting her head off, which totally didn't really, didn't really work. But it was a bit like, oh God, okay, right. He just pulls it off like a piece of taffy in the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a fun, fun bit, fun scene. Um, I like that a few weeks ago we did the movie Primer and you turned up uh, primed with all <laughs> kinds of explorations of its very twisted, convoluted <laughs> plots across various timelines, etc. But yeah, for this film, yeah. you just simply messaged me to say, I am so confused. Well, I, was, I was like, <laughs> okay, so I d- like in a nutshell, all right, let's say what it's about in a nutshell. So it opens out with... What's his name? George Harrison. Is it Kennedy. Is that his name? Ken- George Kennedy. George Sorry, Kennedy. George Kennedy. George Kennedy. 
with his daughter, they're playing a game and basically this Yeti creature, this yeah, Bigfoot yeah. thing comes in and well, and, and then, again, I'm not really sure, like he kind of gets knocked out whatever, but then there's like blood and all this stuff. And I'm not sure, I think he's killed her and he drags her off, but she's only got like three, like very slight, like claw marks on her face. And that's about it. And that's the only damage that seems to be done. Um, but it doesn't even open out on that actually, when I think about it. No, it you've out missed on the the, yeah, you've missed the prologue. Yeah, <laughs> mad. And I think here a little caption might have been helpful to say what year it's meant to be, but yeah, um, this is you know quite far in the past. Mm. You've got an, a, an oldie kind of like Wild West era kind of looking priest, mm. and he's just walking along with his horse, thumping his Bible, yeah, and something comes crashing out of the sky. It's basically a big uh, aircraft spaceship, and um. And he basically comes along and, and, and has a look at it. So, yeah, and he says something weird like, oh, call from God, I don't know, whatever, and something like that. Yeah. Um, and I got to say, like, the, the credits as well during this bit, which is just shots looking up at trees, the credits are, and I was just like, oh, fucking hell, come on. It looks so changed. Something else, like anything else. It's just uh, different uh, shots of different trees. It's not as if they mixed it up with other forest shots either. But yeah, it's all... Um, like I was like, like 45 minutes into this film, I was like, why was there a priest at the beginning? Which and it, That's the thing with this whole film is that in the last like 10, 15 minutes, it just goes off on one in, in a way I've never yeah. seen before. I mean, Dan, that's, sorry, I'm kind of like, I'm, I could go on for ages already, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my head around it. Yeah, no, let's, let's keep at that level before we dive into like a scene by scene or whatever. Um, mm. I think that's the big takeaway for this film for me is that it's advertised with all this crazy stuff going on. Um, but like you say, aside from that little bit of um, uh, that prologue, really then we get about an hour, over an hour of what is really feels like a bog standard kind of teenagers oh, in God. the woods being yeah. hunted by a Yeti. Mm -hmm. um, with poor George Kennedy in the middle of it all. And to be, I'll be honest, I, I felt sorry for him. Um, you know, if you don't know George Kennedy, obviously at this point he's in the autumn of his career, let's say, but yeah. he'd won an Academy Award and, you know, he's been in big movies and he mm -hmm. did, he did bring a little touch of class. I thought to some of his scenes, um, yeah, for sure. He's very likable and he, he lifts things up when he's there, but, um, he did also feel a bit silly running around with his yellow hat. Um, mm. Like you said, Sam, there's a, a bit where you're like, he's going to be the, uh, the hero in this film because the teenagers, mm. especially the, the, the kind of like main guy, they're not all that likable, frankly. And you're like, yeah, no. George Kennedy is going to become the hero. He's already invested. He's got the, um, you know, his, his daughter's gone missing. He's going to sort this monster out. Sadly, yeah. it, it doesn't become the case. But yeah, Mm. you're kind of thinking, well, the main mystery here is like, what is the, what is the monster? And it's already been kind of yeah, like exactly. pretty well um, signposted as to what the nature of that monster is. So it's not a big mystery. Mm. And when that's revealed, you're like, well, what's left for this film to give? And then it all, <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> then it's just like, right. You wanted, you wanted weird shit. You're going to get it. It's mad. 
it's insane. It's like, it's, as you said, it's, it's start like just having those evil dead type, you know, I, I think it's heavily influenced. I mean, like it isn't everything, but, um, just the way they all interacted with each other, um, and all this, and, you know, they're all about to have sex, having sex and like there's boobs everywhere. Um, and you've kind of got the, um, you know, the dancing to that, that really shit dancing to like the guy with the boombox, that eighties, like metal music. And it's like one of them, they're like kind of teasing for maybe being a bit gay or something like that. And, um, all this stuff. But the whole time I was just like, what is going on? Why are they here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and also like, there's no indication. It wasn't to me like how long after, cause this happens right after when, um, George, uh, Kennedy gets, um, uh, smashed. Um, I don't know how much time has actually passed. So when they turn up, the whole place is a, I thought it was going to be like, this is like 20 years later or something. And it's like the whole place is just trashed. And they're like, Oh, so it's clearly like just happened. And then later on, he's like, when you see him, he's like, Oh, I've been looking for that. Um, been looking for this, uh, you know, Bigfoot or whatever. And I've got all the tracks. It's like, well, how long what's happened? I don't understand. Like what's the timeline? Yeah. There's some obvious issues. I think with the film, yeah. uh, areas where it definitely could have been tightened up, improved upon, made more dramatic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But all those things considered, I still came away with a feeling that I enjoyed that film just for the crazy ride at the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get. I don't want to go straight to the end though. I want to. No, no, no. I want to delve into blow what by blow. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's uh, let's pause at that point then, and um, let's go back to the beginning of the film and try and break down what the hell is going on with Demon Warp. Great, let's do it. So Demon Warp opens with this scene we've already discussed with the priest, uh, seeing the spaceship crash out of the sky. Um, after that, though, that's kind of like forgotten about for the bulk of the movie. And we're into basically a scene of poor old George Kennedy. He's got his uh, daughter for the weekend trying to rekindle. <laughs> we don't know what the backstory is here. <laughs> trying to yes. rekindle their relationship oh, daddy, she's having such a great time. They're playing like Monopoly in the cabin or something in Mm. the woods. Um, And it doesn't take long. I'm into this. It's very sweet. It's acting. It's good. George Kennedy is just a pleasure to see on screen, right? Um, At this point, apparently as well, he's only a few days or weeks away from recording uh, the first Naked Gun Mm, so his career was about to turn around and uh but i'm afraid this appears to be the nadir for him anyway (laughs) um, suddenly out of nowhere something kicks the door in it's a big hairy beast as you said sam does a little bit of damage Mm. um and drags the daughter away um and then we're into the scene of basically teenagers yeah. in the car and they're coming up to the cabin um, and basically one of the guys uh, who ends up kind of being the lead protagonist in the film mm. <laughs> he's like when they get there guys I've brought you here uh, you thought you were coming on a nice weekend getaway 
um, but actually I'm investigating the disappearance and murder of some people <laughs> that were staying at my uncle's cabin. Yeah. What a tosser. Yeah, that's weird. It, it's, it's just like, I don't really, he's also like a bit of a dick generally. Yeah. <laughs> And he's unloading, everyone else is like unloading some beers and stuff to have a good time for the weekend. And he's getting out all this like high tech, uh, I don't know, yeah. like Yeti tracking yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's technology. So, so he's a bit intense, really. And this guy plays him like he's really downbeat and dour throughout the whole film, isn't he? He's not a lot of fun, mm. really. No. Um, but with him, you've got his girlfriend, um, the, his, his, one of his friends and, and their girlfriend, and then there's like some other guys, like some lemon, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who I actually recognised that actor, and he was probably the best of the bunch. He actually had a bit of um, presence, a bit of and personality, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, he's going to end up being the guy, but no. Within minutes, that no. guy is dead, brown bread. Um, because yeah, they don't really make it past even into the that evening, do they? Um, there's a little bit of um, no, it does, TNA. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, that's true. It does happen quite quickly. There's that like the thing that leads up to it is that um, he dresses up in a gorilla mask and he's outside going, Ooh, and this woman is like screaming. It's clearly a man in a gorilla mask, but instead of being like, oh, dick, she's like, oh my god. She goes so yeah. crazy. <laughs> ah, ah. It's like, it's clearly like you're not looking at it going, that's a natural creature. I mean, I can imagine it'd be quite jumpy. Um, but yeah. And then obviously the real bloody Bigfoot turns up. Yeah. So he's running around in his mask being a right plank. Um, and he's the first victim. When she runs out from the shower into the hallway and into the arms of the other guy, she's mm. like basically running around Starkers. Mm. He's like, he's so creepy at this point. He's yeah. all like trying to hit on her and everything. It's like, yeah, it's like her boyfriend's just outside in a in a <laughs> in a rubber monkey mask. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's no problem for him because he is dead. Um, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> um, at this point, as well, I think that the monster rips out all the uh, engine from the car. That's why they go outside, and it's like the car's fucked and all this so, stuff. Classic. Yeah, we're in, yeah, classic. We're in, you know. With tropes, yeah. So basically, it, it enters the house, um, and yeah, it kills the other guy, the mm. other mate. So now we're left with just the main guy, uh, his girlfriend, and and this other girl. Yeah, and he's got a clear shot. Yeah, it's like as well. Yeah, clear shot, but he can't quite bring himself to fire the gun. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I mean, uh, with that, it was just with that bit in particular. And when I was watching it, it cuts back and forth between, and she's going, show him, show him, show And it's kind of back between, he's like, he like grabs a toaster very carefully. <laughs> he's like looking at it going, buddy. yeah, like, can I have this? Cool. I'm just going to creep out. Um, and he doesn't shoot. And I was just thinking, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be a story point or if that's just bad filmmaking <laughs> where they were like, yeah. Like, like, is this on purpose? Because it looks like it might be a mistake that he that he's like eked it out. <laughs> like he's yeah. like, oh, I can't get a clear shot or something. But he's just standing there with the gun pointed. <laughs> he steals the bigfoot, steals the toaster. It's so fucking weird. 
But you should have had faith because actually it's planting a seed. No, exactly. Yeah. Developments that occur later. Mm. Um, but yeah, we get this exchange between mm. him and, and the Yeti creature. Um, at that after that, it's like he's just sitting around. All his mates are dead. Mm. And it's like give the gun to the women. Jesus, this guy's weak as. <laughs> Yeah, what's the um, point if he's not going to shoot? Yeah, he's like, give me the gun. I'll, I'll have the gun. Anyway, after this, um, basically, I can't remember really what happens, but we get into basically a long portion of the film now, which is just running around in the woods, basically being, yeah, <laughs> being stalked by this creature. Mm. Um, yeah, all kinds of just uh, um characters as well being cycled in and out and you're like is this going to be anything oh no it's just been they just killed them but that's what's weird it's like they just show like two women driving along there's suddenly this like guy in a backpack or whatever and i'm just like okay are these new these new characters then like who are these people and then suddenly we're like on a journey with them as well and i'm like what is happening like why like halfway through the film who the fuck? I don't care what the fuck is happening with these. Yeah. I don't even know who they are. Some um, of them are there for. Well, I think the two girls are there for kind of a bit of comedy relief and obviously some TNA. So yeah. Michelle Bauer, as we mentioned, uh, and George mm. Kennedy's daughter turn up in a nice convertible, and they're like, it's like in the middle of the woods, and uh, she's like, "Well, I might as well get my tanning," and just like strips her top off. Yeah, um, straight off. So very, very titillate, and then runs around topless, basically. Yeah, well, there's a um, shot which literally just zooms in on her boobs. Like, not even like, you know, not even no. like trying to hide. It's not that. discreet. It's like, no, yeah. here are some boobs. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, one of the girls gets her head ripped off, as we mentioned. And yeah, yeah. this random guy who's there, like, taking photos in the woods. I was like, is this going to play into like, maybe, maybe he takes a photo of the monster and it, and it shows it in a different form or reveals yeah. something more about it. No, 10 minutes later, he's dead as well. I think he's just, just there as screen fodder to be killed. He's probably my favorite death. because <laughs> If you remember at one point, I can't remember which comes first, but at one point he's like looking around a tree and all of a sudden he gets slapped around the face. Yeah. <laughs> he gets slapped at you like a fucking bitch slap like across his face by like a dismembered hand, like it perfectly slaps him. That's so funny. And then when he's like running for his life, it's more like a casual jog, like, <laughs> like rather than like running, <laughs> running in sheer terror. He's just like kind of just walking a bit faster away from this menace. How oh, it's so funny. So great. Yeah. There are some really good comic moments. Um, what do you think of the monster itself? So I didn't it's mind like, it. Like it's pretty, um, I mean, it's not great, but at the same time I was, I've seen worse, basically put it that way. I like this. It, they've just kind of hidden it by having just like loads of hair, um, which is fine. Um, and the mask thing is fine. Um, but yeah, it's nothing like it's, it's, a, it's clearly a suit. It's not like they've yeah. done like a, you know, a moving face and like, you know, blood dripping or sweat or anything like that. It's just, uh, well, they have yeah. done a moving a moving lip, though, haven't they? So that, to me, is like where they put all the money, basically, for this budget. The lip. It's right. like an that. animatronic yeah. lip. Basically, every time you see it, it kind of does a big snarl, and they make sure you see that snarl every time. <laughs> and sometimes it's on the other side, and I, I, I think, oh, they probably flipped the film. The 
<laughs> but Maybe. otherwise, he looks kind of hokey, doesn't he? He's just yeah, a guy in a suit. Um, mm. But, but oh my god, the rest of the effects. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say, boy, oh boy, that if you want to see a a, a really top quality <laughs> lip, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I didn't mind the effects for the rest of it. To be honest, like, well, this is oh, it, yeah. right? because now suddenly, suddenly there are zombies. <laughs> ah, yeah. So this is the point where randomly you see the zombie come stuttering through the woods. Yeah, and it's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, why is there a zombie in this like <laughs> Bigfoot film? And then it's like, okay, forget about that again for a while. Um, at this point, the main character again, he's being a bit of a dick with the girls. Being mm. a bit like, oh, I'm in charge. It's like, well, okay, you're in charge, but so far, oh yeah, and he he shows a little bit of insight. Oh, maybe it is all my fault because I brought everyone here. Yeah, no shit, you brought yeah, everyone. It's your bloody... Let's <laughs> <laughs> get killed. Uh, Why didn't you go by yourself? You've literally just brought fodder to kind of, you know, stop <laughs> you getting killed is what you've done. And he goes into a bit more detail about like how, um, you know, why he's here, which is that. You know, his uncle had been renting the cottage, as we know, and um, but since then he's disappeared as well. So it's not just George Kennedy's daughter that's gone; the uncle has disappeared, and you know he really wants to find the uncle. That's why he's why he's here. Yeah. Um, and so apparently that's worth sacrificing all his friends for. Sure. <laughs> he also weirdly starts hitting on the girl whose boyfriend died earlier, mm. and there's like, a, are they going to kiss? So at this point, she's basically been like putting feelers out with all the guys in the movie. Yeah, it's just a really strange little like unnecessary weird yeah, thing character do. development doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, if you can call uh, it that. Yeah. They bump into George Kennedy again. So yeah. he's been camping in the woods for however many weeks since his daughter went missing. Hmm. And it's like <laughs> they're like, "You've got a pretty good setup here," and he's like, "Yeah, he's, I got his got his tent." <laughs> And everywhere, oh, we should have mentioned, everywhere they're going, they're coming across these bear traps that he's laid, yeah. Um, yeah. which almost kind of kill them. Um, but yeah, he's put traps everywhere, tripwire, dynamite. Mm. Um, but most importantly, he's got his yellow hat. Yeah. He wants to stand out. He wants this bear to find him. And I should say, like, throughout this whole thing, everything takes place in the day. So yeah. there's no, like, night scenes. There's no, like, it's all during... Bright sunshine, bright daylight, which is strange in itself. Yeah, it looks so, yeah, it looks so cheap. It really looks like a trauma film at this point. Mm. Um, and you're thinking, yeah, is there any budget here? Um, it reminds me a bit of a film called Frostbiter, Wrath of the Wendigo. It's a bit of a trauma classic. Again, this guy's holed up in a, in a, cabin they can't get out because it's too snowy or something and there's this right. weird mythical creature stalking everyone right. some crappy deaths um so at this point basically it attacks them all uh here by george's tent uh, michelle bauer at this point has joined them jiggling along um yeah. there's a big fight and basically the worst thing happens here. They've got a good opportunity to kill it, but they don't take the opportunity. Um, and this was it. George Kennedy gets snuffed out. Mm. Uh, this was a sad moment. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Like I said, I was looking for him to kind of be like, I'm going to put you teenagers in your place. And I thought he's going to man up and get the gun and kind of go on a rampage. Not quite. What could have been? What could have been? <laughs> I think it would have been a better film if he'd taken over the, the, the lead mantle at this point. Yeah, well, you feel like it's his, like, duty or whatever. Like, why open it? Well, I suppose, like, I mean, I don't, like, what's the point of him being there, if you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you could have done away with that whole thing um, and that whole yeah, intro yeah. as well. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so he's, I mean, I, the whole thing is a big surprise. But, um, yeah, it's a shame that he died. But I guess, like, now the old people are away. We're with the teenagers who are going to save the day. We'll try to. And the next big event that happens is, yeah, this guy tracks it down to some kind of cave yeah, um, right, where it's, yeah. it's wounded. And it's lying there. And it's like, <laughs> this is actually quite good, I thought, the makeup and everything. Yeah, I like this, yeah. It transfers back to being a man. And of course, it's the guy's uncle. Yeah. So, and he, what does he say? He says something vague like, oh, they got me and they did it to me. Ugh. Yeah, I can't remember. It's, yeah, it's something just non committal or whatever. Like, yeah. just something vague. <laughs> yeah. But I remember looking at that going, okay, that's cool. I quite liked how he deformed, as it were, back to human. Yeah, um, this was good. Yeah, not too bad. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm going, like, what, we're an hour and 10 minutes in. Why is this film called Demon Warp? Yeah, I haven't well, seen. Well, I'm still or... thinking of like the. I'm like, what's going on with the priest? Like, and I thought, oh, is it just that 
it's like there's something that's crashed and it's turning people to zombies, but also Bigfoot's here. Like I was not sure what was going on. I mean, the answer, I'm still not sure. Like, your, your mind is more inquiring than mine. I just completely forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. this, this is literally just going to be running around in the woods. So, um, but yeah, this event triggers the, the end where suddenly now the shift isn't what's the Bigfoot creature. It's, um, can I now go and stop whoever they are? Mm-hmm. These people that took him and turned him into a beast. Cause he looks up and he goes deeper into the cave and yeah. there's all these zombies staggering around and yeah. they've, they're moving all this like equipment about. So that, that toaster that he stole earlier, um, and basically all of the tech equipment he, he brought up to the uh, cabin, they've been stealing it and they're, they're moving it around in the cave towards a quite elaborate, kind of funky looking futuristic Star, door. Star Trek door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A 60s Star Trek. Yeah, it's oh. literally, this is where the, the set and all this stuff is just fucking dire. But yeah, <laughs> and they're like putting stuff into like, the wall and all this stuff. It looks like they're building something. Um, yeah. So you're like, again, I was watching it going, what is going on? What is happening? What they Did doing? you see? Kept, kept, me, kept me involved, I guess. Yeah. This is where I was like, okay, I, I want to see how this is going to play out because they mm-hmm. managed to throw in so many elements. How are they going to manage to tie it together and resolve it? I'm not sure they do. Did you see the guy in the residence t-shirt? No. No, There's a guy with a Meet the Residents t-shirt on. Brilliant. And like he pops up quite a few times. I was like, I bet someone working on this was a Residents fan. Um, <laughs> that makes sense then. So, God, what happens now? Basically, he finds the guy, his mate from the beginning, who has done the uh, hilarious prank with the monkey mask. And he's like lying yeah. on the floor and he's like, they're in the, in the ship, go run, save them, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and he's like, all right, will do. Um, but at that point, then the other, the other guy, his other pal, he comes out and he's like a, an evil zombie. So why yeah. one of them is kind of like on death's door and the other one is a fully functioning zombie. Um, and why why they haven't been transformed into Bigfoot yeah. creatures. There's no rationale for any of this. You just got to take no. it as it comes. And also they do like an American werewolf in London thing here where he's like, you know, if you remember in that, he's like, mate, he's been killed. He has like, he, he um, sees him or whatever. And he's just like, I'm dead. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. Nothing I could do about it. And he kind of falls apart. And this is kind of like that. Like he's a smart talking kind of like zombie um, who's still like his mate, uh, which is a little nod to that, I guess. But yeah, it was quite funny. Yeah. It reminded me of, uh, what's the other film? Fright Night, Evil Ed. Yeah, Fright Night, yeah. Um, so again, just falling back on some pretty familiar kind of tropes, I think. Um, so yeah. yeah, there's nothing. Where are we going to go next? Well, we've got to go through this door. So yeah. in he ventures, and this is the best bit of the film, surely. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. This is fucked up. Go and say Well, for a start, it looks like the set to a 1960s episode of Star Trek. Yeah, it's awful. Like, so bad. bad. Um, but basically, there's lit, like a, really bad. Yeah. Like, just the light, the colourful light. Is just, what is this? It's like, it literally could not look more like a shit TV set. 
if it tried. Um, there's a sacrificial table uh, to which the Michelle Bauer character is strapped. Bare-breasted, of course. Must be. Um, and we see, finally, that priest from the beginning of the film. Yeah. Although, I'll be honest, I didn't recognize him. No, it was so, only because he's wearing like a black hood and all that stuff. I was like, oh, this must be the priest. And it's like doing some sacrificial religious stuff. <laughs> I didn't twig it. I, right. I only figured that after the film had ended. Right. I was okay. just like, yeah, here's a, just a random high some priest, guy. satanic. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's some yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, and he's all like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Going to sacrifice your baby. Yeah. Um, some incantation, whatever. Yeah. But then we pan across to see who the best this, like, dark, dark Lord is that he's sac- making this sacrifice to. This is where all the budget went, surely. <laughs> yeah. Go describe it. Cause it, I, can't, I can't, I don't think I can describe it. I mean, it's fucking horrible. It's genuinely hideous. Like it looks yeah. really, really good. This thing should be all over the marketing materials for this film. It's really like, nice. yeah, that's it. It would ruin the surprise. It's kind of like a cross between a giant scorpion and Davros, except the tail is also, and this is, I mean, this is perfect for you, Sam. It's very, very phallic. It's extremely phallic. I would say also a dialect as well. Well, well Davros being the, the oh shit, of, of course. I was like, I started thinking, I don't know who Davros is. Right, yeah. yes. So that, oh yeah, of course, because he was fucking... He's in his little human thing. or whatever. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, God, idiot me. But they've put all this. Uh, it looks really good, like all the makeup around the face with like the lips pulled back and uh, yeah, it's very, it's, it's genuinely scary. Yeah, it's like something from a <laughs> <laughs> meat sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, that should be quite uh, apt because then he's he's fed all the fucking hearts or whatever, isn't he? This whole thing, yeah, it does actually look like <laughs> the meat sandwich video by Guar. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, this gets really grisly. Yeah, he he um, kills Michelle Bauer. Does you think? Oh, he's going to save her? Nope. Stabs her in the chest, dead, mm. and cuts her heart out. And we actually see him hold it up, gives it to uh, his his pal, this space demon lord thing. He yums it up. Om nom nom nom. Mm. And you can see his uh, appendage twitching. So he's liking that. Yeah. And next up is our hero's girlfriend. So yep, it's all to play for still. She can still be saved. Uh, she gets stripped, of course. Naturally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. On the table. And it's like I mean, the way they like that. Say like the zombies are carrying her and all this stuff, and it just looks so fucking cheap. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I remember watching that, just taking a step away and thinking, God, imagine being behind the camera of this. You'd just be going, "What is what is going on?" <laughs> imagine it editing it. Awful. Yeah. Well, I imagine there wasn't much to have to edit around. They probably only did one take of <laughs> one take of everything. <laughs> Um, yeah. Here Sorry. things get very messy and complicated. I can't even quite remember what happens. But his his friend, the one that was kind of like dying outside, yeah. he he manages to get into this sacrifice room. Mm. 
Now, he undergoes some kind of weird transformation, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he gets like, I can't remember what order it happened. So he gets like basically molested by one of those spike things in his chest, which is all a bit sexual and weird and horrible and horrific that this like weird creature has. And then he starts like, yeah, like transforming into, I guess, like another Bigfoot or whatever. Because he starts getting a bit hairy, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, go or whatever. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, because it's like they've set the dynamite or something like that, haven't they? Um, Oh, yeah. So just before this, yeah, he he does manage to like knock off all the zombies and I think kill the priest. Yeah, priest is dead. Um, Free free his girlfriend. So, yeah, then this is the next thing. Mm -hmm. It's got the dynamite. And for some reason, they can't just leave the dynamite. He's kind of like, I think he's like, come with us, come with us. But I think this guy knows, you know, it's the end of the road for me. I'm yeah. already half dead and now I'm turning into Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I'll stay here with the dynamite. And it's like, <gasps> big emotional moment, except it isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, right. no, there's no emotional moments in this film. No. And it's kind uh, of like, it's cutting between the uh, our hero kind of running out and through the caves trying to get away and him just like there cradling the dynamite. <laughs> Because they obviously haven't got enough. There's nothing going on, basically, back in that place. They're just shooting him, holding the dynamite, <laughs> and cutting to and from it just to, you know, ascertain that there is some time delay, like time, like he is getting further away from this um, spaceship, whoever the fuck it is, um, that they're trying to fix. And um, then, yeah, as they're running out, they spot, like, the other girl, but her eye is basically dropped out. And they're like, no, 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 she's fine. And he's like, she's not fine. She's going to die. Uh, like she's dead already. Like forget it. Let's go. She's like, no, no, no. Come on, it's fine. And then he just fucking shoots her. He's like, come on, let's just get out of here. This was so um, weird. Yeah. It's like as if there isn't enough going on at this point. It's like we're just going to throw this little bit of <laughs> a distraction. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Please, we can save her. He's just like, no. That's it. He's like, she's fucked. Get out of there. Yeah, it's quite funny. Um, I liked this whole. But I like this whole reveal of. Uh, okay, so this is what they were up to. Um, it would have made more sense if it had been established that maybe there was this kind of industry going on earlier mm. in the film, yeah. and that they're trying to fix the ship basically to get back out into space. Mm. But um, I thought that was quite cool, really. Um, but yeah, I mean that is that is it. Except for now, we get a little kind of like epilogue of the yeah. escaped and. Him and his girlfriend wake up in bed, right? But they're in like a studio. They're like yeah. a black studio. It's not like they're in a bedroom. <laughs> it's fucking weird. It is a strange decision. I just shoot in a bedroom. <laughs> not even like a blacked out studio, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, it already, this is it, because it already tells you there's something not right about this. Yeah. Which presumably isn't what they want you to think as a viewer. <laughs> because guess what? He's woken up. But it's all a dream. Or is it? Because then we get some like, what, zombies come come in or I think his girlfriend's like fucked up or something. Yeah, his girlfriend's all messed up. And you're like, oh man, here we go. This stupid false dream ending. Yeah, but again, it's like he's woken up in, the black, in a black studio. <laughs> so it's like, oh, this is going to be a dream sequence. And then waking up, it's like, but he, he's still in the dream sequence. I don't really understand. Oh, this was stupid. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Um, and that they was should it. have ended it with, 
they should have ended it with we wanted more of that demon thing I think I think it was enough I think if you'd done too much of it we'd have got bored of it and I quite like that that was its own special moment I wanted to see I wanted to see it at the end of the film that it somehow survived and was blasting away into space going (laughs) (laughs) waving its tallywhacker wildly (laughs) as it goes with his dick claws um yeah yeah, it was, um, this was some of the film. Yeah, I mean, th- this was like the wildest 10 minutes of any sort of like B-movie that I can recall. Mm. So, you know, I wouldn't say I suffered through the first hour of the film. There was quite a lot to enjoy, but it was, it, it was pretty limp. Um, but it was worth it, I think, for the insanity that followed. For sure. Yeah, just for that final yeah, ten, fifteen minutes was was worth it because yeah, before then I was just like, Okay, here we go, Bigfoot, ugh, yawn. And then it it was just like the zombies and then it's like this it what is going on? And that's what I quite liked about it, is that it's like they just kind of drove it off a cliff. Um yeah. it's like it's this film is so boring that just <laughs> how can we make it more exciting? It's just throw all this other shit in at the end. Um it's just out of nowhere. That's what's so strange. Like, if you've made it that far through the film, <laughs> you know, that's the payoff. It's a good payoff, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, why not just dip some of this stuff in earlier or something, you know, kind of spread it out a little bit so it kind of, yeah. you know, makes it, makes the first hour a bit more bearable. Exactly. Um, they needed to just weird. pepper some of this, I think, the zombies gathering stuff and that there's something going on with the ship would have been good earlier in the film. But I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a lot you could do. I think, I think there's some cool ideas in this as far as a sci-fi horror B movie. Um, there's probably yeah more potential here than they managed to realize just through that flabby pacing um, and some poor acting, but yeah, all in all, yeah, I wasn't particularly, you know, I liked it more than I thought I would. So um, that's saying something. And yeah, that ending was a good payoff. Like it did, it stuck in my head um, for sure. Just in its surreal nature. Um, yeah. What do you think? I think it's one to go and check out. I think it's a, a maligned, forgotten classic. Mm. Um, yeah. If you like trauma films or any kind of like low budget 80s, 90s B movies. I chuck it on the list. You're going to have a blast. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Why not? Why not? That's what we thought. Cool. But what do the people of the internet think? Oh, let's find out. I hate it. <laughs> so I've got a review here. One star out of 10. Oh, dear. Um, Plan 9 for the 80s. Yeah, okay. Do you like sure. Plan 9? It's, so it's it's not an actually a good film, which is kind of the whole point, but it is quite enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I don't think um, it's as bad, like, I think it's as awful as people suddenly, like, it's the worst film ever, so it's not that bad. No, there's, there's some quite funny choices. Yeah. Boring uh, is like, that's what people forget, is that if something is boring, that is a bigger crime than if it's bad. I don't care yeah. if it's bad because I'm enjoying it. If it's boring, I care. Yeah. Because you can be bad and boring and you can be good 
uh, sorry, you can be bad and boring. Um, the same way you could be good and boring, but because it's bad, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not good. Exactly. <laughs> Entertain us. That's all we want. Yeah. Um, however, apparently this guy thinks this confused mess definitely ranks literally right down there with some of the worst. Okay. Uh, even a couple of topless bimbos can't begin to save <laughs> this dreadful piece of crap. What a way to start it. What a way to start a review. <laughs> Jesus. It wouldn't have taken much for a competent director screenwriter to turn this into a truly hilarious comedy. I can't quite agree with that. Hmm. Um, as it was, it had me giggling in frank disbelief at the absurdities on screen. Hmm. A Bigfoot monster that's taken high school auto shop classes must have, given how it cleverly disabled that engine. But wait, <laughs> yeah. it's not a monster movie. It's a zombie movie. As shown cleverly by the disabled. It. Yeah, he just ripped it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he was in there tinkering. They'll never uh, know. Um, yeah, it's a zombie movie as shown by the Romero retread scene shuffling about. Although that's not right either, as you've got aliens. But are they mm. aliens? Where does mm. the demon part from the title come in? Yeah. Actually, this film doesn't know what the heck it wants to be. I can only conjecture that George Kennedy, an otherwise fine actor, is staying up nights wishing he could find ways to destroy every copy of this <laughs> abomination. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm sure he would got paid all right. Got his bit yeah. went off. I mean, I don't know where else the budget went, but yeah. Um, I kind of agree with this guy's uh, review, but I wouldn't have given it one. Like I said, it, he, was, he was giggling along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Well, that's it. What are you basing it on? Like, is it? Is it like? Is it actually a good film? No, but yeah. I uh, got another one here. Two out of ten. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Um, is it another Amazon delivery problem? <laughs> I do like the films. It didn't play. I'm, this might shock you, Sam, but I don't think this has been made available on DVD. Oh dear! So, any people reviewing it will be like, I don't know when the Amazon That's... marketplace began. Like two thousand, if someone managed to buy an old VHS. Mm. Um, to be fair, <laughs> Demon Warp isn't the worst film I've seen, but it is pretty dire. It starts off okay, but it soon becomes clear what Does we're it? dealing with. A mostly boring and silly film that isn't going very far. Mm. Still, it had plenty of shots of breasts. A topless woman gets her head pulled off. Uh, that's not true. Um, not true. Yeah. And a man gets a dismembered hand thrown at him, which is sort of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, that was funny. That was one of my favourite bits. Like, literally, uh, just getting slapped. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, just getting slapped across the face. I think it was the way, like, he's obviously been told to, like, not see it coming. So it's the way he's just kind of still staring off into the middle distance or whatever when he <laughs> just slaps him across the face, not attached to anything. Just yeah. imagine this, like, this fucking, you know, Bigfoot just having a laugh. Like, where's it come from? Oh, that's good. I enjoyed that bit. I'm glad he, he enjoyed that. I think, yeah, when he's talking about... Topless girl getting a head pulled off. I think he's got that mistaken for another film. He's not. He's uh, well, he's got the girls mixed up, hasn't he? He's not paid much attention there. Oh, I thought he might have just got it mixed up with a snuff film he was watching. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, concurrently on a different screen. Yeah. Um, 
Everything seems to be crammed into the second half, with zombies, a Bigfoot monster, and aliens all making appearances. Mm. By this time, though, I was thoroughly bored, fast-forwarding through most of the tedious dialogue. I think that's a shame. I'm a bit sad about that. Yeah. He's got through all the boring bit, and then he's fast-forwarded through the fun bit. Um, yeah. All of the yeah. reviews mention the fact that uh, plenty of RGBs, random gratuitous breast shots, can't save yeah. this film. Um, yeah. So that seems to be the chief uh, complaint. When do they save any film? Really? <laughs> like, apart from actual porn? Not, like, well, not, when you, like, not once you reach the age of about 16. Yeah, Up true. until 16, you can think, okay, this is still still worth my time. Well, this film was probably an 18. So Sam, are you going to be tracking yeah. down a, a vintage copy of Demon Warp on VHS? Nah, nah, you're right. I'd like to find um, like the suit <laughs> for the monster. I'd track that down. Nice. Um, yeah, but no, I think I'm all right. I think, I, I think I'm quite happy leaving that in the back of my head. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a reference, a um, very niche reference for the future. I don't think Happy I can sit memory. and watch it again. Yeah. But do go out and seek it out and watch it once and be, yeah, be it's amazed. Worth it. In all honesty, we're dissing it. But I did just for that those last few minutes, um, it was worth it. It definitely made up for it. And I'd say I'd say you kind of have to watch it. Um just for that <laughs> just for that ending. Just for that crazy ending, because there's nothing else like it. It's very unique in that way. Um, so yeah, it's definitely worth seeking out just for that. But once you've seen it, you've seen it. And has that cleared up all confusion for you, Sam? Are you clear in your mind as to well, what's going on? I guess on? it's like I guess it's like the priest found this thing, and then he kind of got to live forever whilst serving this weird alien monster and serving it humans, human sacrifices. Meanwhile, people are turning into zombies. I don't really. Is it that he's sending? He's turning people into Bigfoots who will kill people and then they turn into zombies to help fix the ship. Precisely. Like, so, the, so the Bigfoot is kind of like a conduit for, um, it's basically a recruiter for workers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, he works for a recruitment agency. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way I can kind of, you know, put the pieces together in my head. Well, you nailed um, it. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Well, um, I'd like to see this film remade, but from the perspective of the priest. And, no, uh, no, right. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> I want to see the developing relationship between him and the okay. demon creature. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be like the odd couple. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Um, cool, not I think to that's coming it, right? to a cinema near you anytime soon. Never again. Yeah. And uh, neither Demon is, Warp. That is everything for Demon Warp. So Great. We cool. can lay that to rest. Done. Draw a line under it. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and see you on the next episode next week. Take care, all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a new winter podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>
on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.